0: basketball insider. Some news and notes from around the world of college basketball. In-studio correspondent for WFAN and CBS Sports Radio. So Attention please to John Rothstein. Please report <laughs> Do to St. Duty. The insider's insider. Joining us now with his thoughts and to break it down, John Rothstein. It's College Hoops Today with John Rothstein. Let's put the women and children of bed and go looking for dinner. John Rothstein here on the College Hoops Today podcast. Later in the show, we will We'll be joined by LSU head coach Will Wade as we give you our SEC offseason breakdown, breaking down the conference from soup to nuts. Want to remind you to subscribe to the College Hoops Today podcast on iTunes. We want to be your Bible for the college basketball season and beyond. We are the only college basketball podcast coming to you 52 weeks out of the calendar year. Also want to remind you to check out the College Hoops Today fan page on Facebook. Give us a like. Give us a review. Let us know what you think of the product we're bringing to you, 52 weeks. Out of the calendar year, and also send me your SEC-related questions on Twitter. I'll get to them later in this podcast. I'm at John Rothstein. That's John J O N. Today's episode of the College Hoops Today podcast is being brought to you by Untuck It. Untuck It makes shirts specialized and designed to be worn untucked. You know it's never a good look when you untuck a long, bulky dress shirt. Untuck It makes a casual shirt that's not too long and also not too short. It's just right. And not only do they look good, they feel. Great. Log on to Untuckit.com and check out all the new arrivals. Use the promo code hoops for 20% off your entire purchase. You can also visit one of Untuckit's over 25 retail locations across the country. Untuckit.com, your solution to perfecting casual. Use promo code hoops for 20% savings. And I know we've got you set for all your Untuckit needs. Let's dive right now into the SEC. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. To me, the SEC turned a corner as a conference when it came to men's basketball in the 2017 NCAA tournament when three teams from that conference, South Carolina, Florida, and Kentucky, advanced to the Elite Eight. And then last year, the SEC took another step by having so many teams in its conference reach the NCAA tournament. But I still think there is room for this league to make a major, major jump. And the reason right now is simple. To me, there are more teams this year that have a chance to go deep in the NCAA tournament than there was last year from the SEC. There was quality NCAA tournament representation from the SEC in 2018, but 2019, you have several teams in this league that have the chops and the requisites to play into the NCAA tournament second weekend and beyond. For a long time, this league was kentucky florida and everybody else that is no longer the case i look at kentucky i look at tennessee auburn mississippi state and lsu as all teams that have the requisites to play deep into the NCAA tournament. And I want to spend some time right now on Kentucky because obviously the Wildcats go into the Bahamas this week, going to play a couple of exhibition games at the Atlantis Resort. And look, I saw Kentucky along with Cincinnati, Ohio State, and Xavier last week when I was on the road. And Kentucky to me has the requisites to be a better basketball team this year than it was a year ago. But I think it's very important to point out This Kentucky team, even though it has better shooting with the addition of somebody like Tyler Hero, the talented freshman, even though there's more experience on this team than there was last year, with the return of Quade Green, who looks much improved physically, with the return of P.J. Washington, and with the return of Nick Richards and the addition of Reed Travis, the grad transfer from Stanford, There are no surefire lottery picks on this Kentucky team. There's no Carl Anthony Towns. There's no Devin Booker. There's no Michael Kidd-Gilchrist or Anthony Davis. So when you combine that with the fact that the SEC has a Tennessee team that has 89% of its scoring back with an Auburn team that even though it's going to lose Mustafa Heron from last year's team that won the SEC regular season title, it adds a transfer from VCU and Samir Dowdy that started on NCAA tournament team two years ago. It also gets back D'Angelo Purifoy and Austin Wiley. There's reinforcements on the way for Auburn. You bring a Mississippi State team into the mix that has six top scorers back from last year's group that went to the Final Four of the postseason NIT. And what can you say about LSU? Best returning guard in the league in Tremont Waters. But what other pieces should we keep an eye on of the team that's going to be playing next season in Baton Rouge? We check in with the head coach of the Tigers, Will Wade, coming up next on the College of Today podcast with John Rothstein. The LSU has put together one of the best recruiting classes in school history. The buzz is palpable for the Tigers entering the 18-19 season. And the architect of LSU basketball is Will Wade, and he joins the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein right now. And, Will, how would you describe the feeling surrounding your program right now entering your second season versus 12 months ago when you were preparing for your first at LSU?
1: Well, I think certainly we've got the wind behind our sails now. Uh, a little bit. I think our our fans are excited, our state's excited, everybody at the schools really uh, really excited and anxious to get going. We had a really really good summer, and, and you know we've we've been able to to work with our guys, and, and certainly everything looks good on paper. But our guys look good when we put them on the court too, which is the most important part of most important part of everything. But you know there's a there's an air of excitement around our program. People all across uh, our state, all across Louisiana, are very, very excited. I've been across the state doing different speaking engagements and things of that nature, and everybody's really excited. So we're, we're, we're fired up to get started when our guys get back uh, for, the, for the fall semester, but we don't take it lightly that, that we represent everybody uh, in Louisiana. We know everybody's excited. We want to work as hard as we can so we don't, we don't let everybody down.
0: Well, we saw a breakthrough for the SEC last season with eight teams reaching the NCAA tournament. What was the hardest part of going through that gauntlet last year?
1: Well, I mean, the SEC, you talk about the league, just phenomenal players and really, really high-level coaching as well. And You combine the level of player and the level of athlete that we have in the SEC with the great coaches that we have in the SEC. It's a phenomenal Phenomenal, phenomenal league. So I think the league last year really solidified itself as as one of the top, if not the top, uh, leagues in in the nation with uh, how we did in the NCAA tournament in terms of getting teams to the NCAA tournament and certainly a couple teams in the NIT with Mississippi State and ourselves. But I think, uh, you know, you're judged on postseason play. We didn't have teams advance quite as far as, as we wanted to last year. But I think that'll be a totally different story this year. I think we'll get an equal number of teams in, and I think we've got quite a few more teams, uh, You know, maybe five or six more teams that are all capable second-weekend second, uh, second weekend NCAA tournament teams. So I think the first step uh, in the league was, was get the respect to get that number of teams in that we did last year, and now the next step is to continue that trend. And when we get there, to advance a little bit further. And I think we've certainly got... Multiple teams that are capable of reaching that second weekend. I think we've got multiple teams that are capable of reaching that final weekend. It could be, could be an ex- another exciting year for the SEC.
0: Now, you are a young guy, just 35 years young, but you have, obviously, a pretty good resume so far for a young head coach, but I'm curious right now, you were the person who had to follow Shaka Smart at VCU, and you led VCU to two straight NCAA tournaments. What was harder to accomplish, making two straight NCAA tournaments at VCU or winning eight conference games last year in the SEC?
1: Well, nothing nothing's easy in in, in college basketball but uh, you know vcu is a is a tremendous program tremendous tradition and they have a lot of resources that set them up very well uh to win in the atlantic 10 and uh, and, and at that level and so i think it was certainly difficult following uh coach smart who was a mentor of mine and was somebody that I I worked under, but uh, you know that program is, is set up to be very, very successful, and they'll continue to be very, very successful uh, for a long time because of the fan support and the resources, and just how passionate everybody is there about uh, about basketball. But uh, I think it was really difficult in, a, in, a, in the SEC to to, to win, uh, you know, eight league games and, and really. Have a, have a pretty good year compared to where we pre, were predicted, and you know we'd won two league games a year before and lost really uh, our best player in uh, Antonio Blakeney, and and so we had a lot of a lot of work to do. But it helps when you've got uh, guards like Tremont Waters and and and, and you know Duwop Reith and Aaron Epps, and those guys stepped up. But you know every situation's uh, challenging, and, and you just try to take those challenges head on and and and, and do the best with uh, do the best with what you have. So we, we tried to do that as best we could at, at VCU and we did that as best we could at LSU as well. But we were fortunate in both situations to have good players and players that would would, would uh, listen and try to apply uh, what we were what we were trying to teach and, and implement in terms of our style of play and, and how we do things. So it was both uh, both uh, some tough situations for different reasons, but we tried to make the best out of them.
0: LSU head Coach Will Wade joining the College of Today podcast with John Rothstein. You know, Will, you were part of a Final Four team at VCU in 2011. You were also part of the staff at Clemson in the ACC under Oliver Purnell. You returned Tremont Waters this year, and obviously you bring in a highly touted recruiting class. From what you've seen thus far, is the 2018-2019 LSU team the best roster you've been associated with as a coach in college basketball?
1: Yes, I mean it'll be the best roster that I've, I've been associated with since I've been in college basketball. I think certainly returning Tremont uh, is huge, and and, and our, our you know our freshman class gets a lot of acclaim and, and, and rightfully rightfully so on a lot of levels. But you know we've got some other guys back who are really going to be the backbone of, of what we do that have a lot of SEC experience and have a lot of game experience. And winning experience, and that's what's that's what's going to really you know be the backbone of us winning and and, and helping us helping us get to where we want to go. Uh, you know, I think we got guys like Skyler Mays who started every game just about for two years here. You've got a guy like Cavell Bigby Williams who we had sitting out, uh, who played on an NCAA tournament team at Oregon and, and played a role uh, on that team. You got a guy Wade Sims who started off and on. Uh, for two seasons, we got a guy Daryl Edwards, uh, who played who, who played quite a bit last year and started almost every SEC game except for when he was injured towards the end of the season. So, I think you know we've we've got a really nice balance. It's not just having really good newcomers. I think if you look at any team, when you have uh, you know we've probably got a, a you know a couple one and dones but when you have those types when you have that type of talent, I think in order to have a great team, you've got to have some veterans who have been through the wars, who have been through the battles uh, in the SEC and I, I think we certainly have that with with the four or five guys we have returning and you add that with some, with some really, really talented uh, talented freshmen. I think we've got a chance to be an extraordinary basketball team this year. It's on us to put it all together and make sure we, we form the team the right way. We have great rhythm. We have great chemistry with what we're doing and do that I think uh, I think we'll be in really good shape
0: well you know two of the freshmen that obviously have highlighted this recruiting class are Nas Reed and Javante Smart for the college basketball fan out there if you had to pick a player that each of those players reminded you of who would they be
1: oh goodness uh you know you don't like to you don't like to uh to compare you know uh I think there's an old saying, "Comparisons the thief of joy." So you don't you don't always necessarily want to compare against against other uh, against against other folks. But uh, you know, Nas is a is an unbelievable talent who can just do so many can do so many things. Uh, You know, person we've compared him to the most uh, in in recruiting is is, is Chris Webber, obviously a phenomenal player at Michigan. Uh, just Nas can just do so many things, you know, with the ball in his hands. He's got such a high IQ. He's a great worker. Um, he's really worked on his body this summer. I think he's he's going to have a have a phenomenal, uh, just a phenomenal uh, season for us. And then, uh, you know, Javante is one of those guys who has great leadership, strong defensive-oriented guard, uh, just a big body, and, and, and really. Uh, you know, an unbelievable leader, like I said before. He he's he started, you know, as a point guard, you wanted him to start leading early and he really led by helping us uh, get this recruiting class together and being the first one to, to jump on board and he's a Louisiana guy and loves L S U and loves the state of Louisiana, wants to wants to represent the state, represent the city of Baton Rouge and represent L S U really well and he was able to sell some of those uh, sell some of those other guys uh, on it, but he's a he's a great player and he's he's going to be really really good for us in terms of giving us a, a defensive minded uh, a defensive minded guard who can who can really uh, play with some physicality and play multiple uh, positions on the ball and off the ball.
0: And you know, well, when you were at VCU and you were under Shaka Smart the first time around, you had a player named Briante Weber that really became the symbol of everything that program was about because of his motor. And to me, there's another guy in your recruiting class, Emmett Williams, that has a comparable motor at a different position. Is Emmett Williams, in terms of an intensity perspective, and in terms of an intangible perspective, remind you of Briante Weber at a different position with the recklessness that he brings to the court? That's
1: a that's a great comparison. I've never thought of it that way, but yeah, they're both. You know, uh, I think Briante certainly was a, a symbol of our of uh, of Coach Smarts' program when we were at VCU in terms of his intensity and pressure on the ball and how he got after the ball and. How excited he was every day about playing and being on the court. And Emmitt's the same way. Uh, he's one of those guys you got to tell him whoa, not go. Uh, you got you to gotta, you gotta try to back him off sometimes because he just goes so hard all the time. He attacks everything that he does, whether it's you know on the basketball court, in the weight room, he whatever it may be. We, we tell him he needs to get better, at it. he just attacks, 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 and, and goes at it. So uh, he, he plays with a, a, a reckless abandon. High, high, high motor. Uh, he's a very good finisher around the rim. He's more skilled on the perimeter than you think. Uh, he can guard a bunch of different positions, and he rebounds, blocks shots. But he's, our, our fans are going to love watching him. I think college basketball fans in general are going to love watching him. He's a he's a throwback player, just an old school, hard working, blue collar, gritty, grimy, just get it done guy. One of the best things about Emmett is. He's comfortable with who he is. He knows who he is. He doesn't try to uh, pretend or, or, or be somebody uh, that he's not. He's very comfortable in his own skin. He's very comfortable with the type of player he is, and he knows who he is. and just goes out and works every day. And he's really, through his intensity, through his talk, through the way he goes about things in practice, he's, he's lifted a lot of the rest of our team with their practice habits, their intensity. The way they go, the way they go about things. So I've been really, really pleased with, with him. I think he gives, in the same way that Briante did at BCU, I think he gives our team just some personality. We got some pop, some personality, a little bit of pizzazz. I think I think Emmett gives that to our team in a, in a very similar way that Briante did to our teams at
0: BCU. You know, well, we just talked about, obviously, Javante Smart, Nas Reed, and Emmett Williams. Those are three players that could have played anywhere in the country. And, you know, it's one thing to recruit like some of the best programs in the country. It's another thing to perform with those recruits like some of the best programs in the country. I'm curious, as you have a deep Rolodex in the sport, or sports in general, have you consulted with anybody in your kitchen cabinet on how to mesh this thing together because you do have so many talented people?
1: Well, I've- I've certainly talked to uh, you know talked to some coaching friends of mine about about different ideas that that they do guys that I talk to on a, on a frequent basis but I am trying to you know maybe reach out to some other guys through some friends that I know I've, I've kind of put the chum in the water see if I can get any bites on with, with, with a couple guys um, on, on meshing everything together and, and and how things work and I'm going to go visit with some people. Um, actually these, this, this next, these next couple of months, I'm going to try to go visit with a few people and, uh, you know, talk about, uh, forming our team, right. And making sure we, we put the pieces together uh, as best we can. I thought we did a really good job this summer of, of, starting the forming stage. And now we've got to take it to the next step when our guys get back here, at, uh, late August and, and get going with. Uh, you know, with, with fall workouts and then we get right into practice in September. But, uh, you know, I've really just been relying on my my normal group of guys that I talk to uh, quite a bit. A lot of the guys we worked with at VCU who are at other schools and obviously uh, Coach Smart and, and some other folks like that and then uh, I'm certainly going to reach out. I've tried to set some goals maybe for our teams in terms of deflection, steals, and style of play and how we need to play. And I've looked at teams past in, in, in history that have uh, you know, had some success going to Final Fours, playing nine, ten guys, and, and uh, what their steals numbers look like, like ten, ten, ten and a half steals is the, the magic number, and playing those guys and how you distribute the minutes and that sort of thing. So I tried to research it as best I can and then try to reach out to some of those coaches and, and, and pick their brains on things.
0: LSU Head Coach Will Wade joining the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein. All right, well, handicap the SEC right now for us. Put your media hat on. Give me right now one team that's not being mentioned as a legitimate threat to win the league that you think can, and then give me another team at the lower end of the league that you think has a chance to compete for an NCAA tournament berth that's maybe off the radar a bit.
1: Well, I think uh, I'll give you a two that I think are, are – uh... You know, I don't know, I don't know what you call them sleepers. That's your media hat. That's the right term. There you I go. Think, uh, I, I think Alabama is going to be going to be very good. If you look at uh, you know what they did last year, obviously with Colin Sexton, they've got Tevin Mack sitting out. They returned uh, you know uh, Riley Norris, who was who was injured, uh, who had a great year the year before. Um, I think you know Coach Johnson's a, a phenomenal coach. They've got. Really, really good links. They've got switchable parts. I think they'll be. I think they'll be. You know, I think people are expecting them to drop off a little bit. Obviously, Sexton was a was a phenomenal player, being drafted by the Cavs, top top ten draft pick. But I, I think they're going to be. I think. I think people haven't talked about them as much. But I think they're going to be really, really good. Coach, like I said, Coach Johnson does a great job. He's got a great staff uh, with with Coach Kelfrey and, and uh, Jan and, and and those guys. So they. It, and uh, Coach Petway, who had been there for a while, so they they do a really good job. I think Florida's going to be good too. You no, know, they they lost a couple of those big guys to some uh, you know to some injuries last year. They're going to have those big guys back. The freshman guard they've got is 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 really really uh, uh, talented from Canada, and I think I think Noah Locke's a good player from what I've seen in AAU. So I think they're going to be really good. Coach White does a great job. Their staff does a great job. They've got good, uh, really really. Um, good players, and, and they return. You know, they return Hudson, and, and they return really, really high-scoring wings. So I think they're going to be a team that, that maybe hadn't gotten as much preseason hype as they got uh, last year, but I think they're going to be an excellent, excellent ball club. So I'd say Alabama and, Alabama and Florida are those guys that I think are are, are going to be maybe a little bit a uh, little bit better than expected. And they obviously lost, in place, but I think they have some other good players that they're getting back through transfer through injury, uh, that'll, that'll make them very competitive in the league. Uh, you know, a team that I think that's maybe towards the towards the back half is, you, you know, that um, I was looking at your predictions this morning when you sent them to me. I I think, you know, anytime you've got just a, a great, great player, I think that gives you a great chance. So I would say Arkansas in the sense that, I mean, Daniel Gafford's going to be a You know, he's going to be a a high, high draft pick, a lottery pick probably. And uh, anytime you've got somebody like that and you play a unique style of play like Arkansas Arkansas plays, you know, I I think you've got a chance to be, you know, quite a bit better maybe than than projected. So, you know, they're going to press and pressure and and do what they do, and they've got an elite, elite player in the back end of that press with, with Gafford who can block shots and alter shots and make things uh, very, very difficult uh, for opponents, so I would say say that I think they're going to be a, a a tough tough out and a, and maybe a, a, a lot better than, than most people are uh, are projecting just because they play so many guys, they play so hard, and uh, I think they've got, I think they've got a chance to really uh, outperform maybe their expectations
0: good stuff final thing for me if there's an x factor next year for your team at lSU, who do you think it is?
1: Uh, Marlon Taylor. Um, he's a, a junior college transfer that we signed. We're very, very high on him. I think he can be a a great, great player. He's a phenomenal athlete. He shoots the ball well. Uh, he can he can really, really guard. Um, so we need him to, to to play at a high level. You know, from the get go, we need him to to be ready to go. We need him to to, to be ready to perform and perform at a high level from the start. So I think how quickly as a coaching staff we can continue his development, how quickly we can get him thinking fast on the court, making quick decisions uh, on the court, I think that will really determine the, the, the ceiling uh, the ceiling for our team. We know what we're going to get from a lot of our guys. you got to – you know, an all-league potential conference player of the year in Tremont Waters. You've got, you know, we've got some shooting with Skyler and Darrell. We've got the big kids with some rebound. You know, we we know we're getting in a lot of those spots. I think how quickly and how fastly and how fast we can get Marlon Taylor up to speed and get him get him ready to, to, to help us out, I think, will determine just how good we can really be. Because he's a big physical wing. You know, he's an SEC, you know, six six three three-man. He's got some ball skills, great rebounder just do a lot of things. He's really been a missing piece for for what we needed last year and we were fortunate we were able to sign him in the spring. So I think his development is something that we're going to hone in on and key in on. And I really think that's going to be a, a difference maker for our ball club this year.
0: Well, we appreciate a couple of minutes, man. Enjoy the rest of uh, August and uh, look forward to staying connected as we count down, not that anybody's counting, to the start of the 18-19 college basketball season.
1: Thanks so much. I appreciate uh, appreciate you having me on, and uh, we're excited to uh, excited to get going. It'll be a great year for LSU and a great year for the SEC.
0: I'd like to thank LSU head coach Will Wade for joining the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein. want to remind you to subscribe to the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein on iTunes. We want to be your Bible for the college basketball season and beyond. We are the only college basketball podcast coming to you 52 weeks out of the calendar year. Also want to remind you to check out the College Hoops Today fan page on Facebook. Give us a like. Give us a review. Let us know what you think of the product we're bringing to you 52 weeks out of the calendar year. And also, today's episode of the College Hoops Today podcast is brought to you by Geico there's a quick way you could save money switch to geico all it takes is 15 minutes to find out if you could save 15 percent or more on car insurance and geico offers coverage for more than just car insurance got a motorcycle geico's got you covered got an rv covered got a boat covered how about homeowners or renters insurance you bet geico's got you covered go to geico.com today and see how much you could save that's geico.com and now time for our social media portion of the college hoops today podcast with john rothstein send me right now your sec related questions on twitter i'm at john rothstein that's john j-o-n and our first question right now as we get going with our sec breakdown it's from wd jones and it's john do you think auburn is an final four caliber team in 2019 it's a good question out of the gate I have Auburn in my top five to start next season and I understand the reservations that people have obviously with the loss of Mustafa Heron but I want to point this out and this is really important because I was talking about this with different staffs last week on the road returning players in college basketball are much more important than incoming players Everybody likes to get excited about freshmen, and I understand that because sometimes the unknown is more exciting than the known in terms of commodities, but I've always been taught, and I always believe, that when you have returning guards back, you have a leg up on everybody you're going to play. Auburn's got Jared Harper and Bryce Brown back. Auburn is going to add, again, Purifoy, Austin Wiley, Samir Dowdy, but there's also guys who who were key reserves and pieces to the puzzle on that team last year that won an SEC regular season title and split it with Tennessee. You've got Horace Spencer, you've got Chumo Kiki, Anthony McLemore, who should be back healthy. So I think, yeah, Auburn, you would have to start to believe, you know, at the start of the season, that of the handful of teams that have a chance to get to a Final Four, the Auburn Tigers are one of them. There's no doubt about that. Our next question's going to come from cells for me and it's John why do you have Arkansas where you have them ranked via what you posted on Twitter and again I'm going to go through all my rankings right now periodically and obviously I'll you know I'll let the cat out of the bag to start I have Arkansas ranked 13th in my SEC offseason power rankings and for me it goes back to what I said about returning talent you know Mike Anderson returns three players from last year's team now one of them is a guy who's going to be in the lottery next year in Daniel Gafford, but that's too many new faces. That's too many guys who have question marks in a league that just gets better and better. I mean, think about this. Look at the coaching changes, okay, in the SEC last spring. There was Ole Miss, there was Georgia. You had Kermit Davis at Ole Miss, who, again, has won games in the NCAA tournament in two of the past three years. He was a high major coach at the mid-major level. And then you have Tom Crean, who went to a Final Four at Marquette, and went to multiple Sweet 16s at Indiana. You're continuing to add coaching pedigree to a league that has really done an unbelievable job marketing itself and really upgrading its coaching positions over the past couple years. Bruce Pearl at Auburn, Ben Howland, obviously at mississippi state and also rick barnes at tennessee and now time for our news and notes portion of the college hoops today podcast with john rothstein starting with my offseason power rankings john's sec power rankings Tennessee is going to be 1, Auburn 2, Kentucky 3, Mississippi State 4, LSU 5, Florida behind freshman point guard Andrew Nemhard at 6, Alabama 7, Vandy 8, best recruiting class in a long time there in the gulch under Bryce Drew, Missouri 9, South Carolina 10, Ole Miss 11, Georgia 12, Arkansas 13, Texas A&M 14. Time now for my preseason sleeper in the SEC. John's SEC Sleeper. Alabama. Now, a lot of people are going to say, how can Alabama be your sleeper? They lost Colin Sexton, obviously Braxton Key left. Alabama has, okay, 10 guys back from last year's team that made the NCAA tournament, won a game, lost to Villanova, and they also add an impact transfer in Tevin Mack from Texas. That's a name to watch. We'll get to in a little bit. Time now for my SEC Preseason Player of the Year. Johns SEC Preseason Player of the Year going to be Grant Williams from Tennessee. He was the SEC Preseason Player of the Year last year. Best player, best team, Grant Williams from Tennessee. Now, let's go to the SEC Preseason First Team. John, SEC Preseason First Team. Obviously, Grant Williams from Tennessee. Give me Reed Travis, the grand transfer from Stanford at Kentucky, Daniel Gafford from Arkansas, Bryce Brown from Auburn, and Tremont Waters from LSU. Now, let's look at the Impact Freshman. (laughs) John's freshman to watch in the SEC we're going to start with Kentucky first, Ashton Hagens, Emmanuel Quickly, Keldon Johnson EJ Mon- e. Montgomery and Tyler Hero then we go to LSU, Nas Reed, Emmett Williams Javante Smart, Darius Days. then from Vanderbilt, Darius Garland and Shimmy Chateau, Andrew Nemhart from Florida, two from Mississippi State Reggie Perry and Robert Wooder and then A.J. Lawson from South Carolina, now let's look at some impact transfers <laughs> John's Transfers to Watch in the SEC. Reed Travis from Kentucky, Samir Dowdy from Auburn, Tevin Mack from Alabama, Cavell Bigby-Williams from LSU, Trey Campbell from South Carolina, Matt Ryan from Vanderbilt, Jalen Harris from Arkansas, Christian Mekawulu from Texas A&M, Wendell Mitchell from A&M, he's a juke gun, and then Josh Nebo from A&M as well. Now let's look at some breakout guys. <laughs> SEC breakout players for next season. Jumo Kiki from Auburn, Herb Jones from Alabama, Nicholas Claxton from Georgia, Keith Stone from Florida, Jeremiah Tillman from Missouri, Devontae Shuler from Ole Miss, Quade Green from Kentucky, Justin Mania from South Carolina, Savion Flag from AM, and m and Adriel Bailey from Arkansas. So there you go, the SEC broken down from soup to nuts. We'd like to thank LSU head coach Will Wade for joining the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. This was the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein.